Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with us and I. Hello. I'm doing a voice. Hello, listener. Hi, listener. How are you? I'm moving my mic, listener. We hope you're having a good day. Yeah, that's what Sean says. Well, I, okay. I, I, I hope, hope you're having a terrible day. Oh, okay. That's the kind of day I hope you're having. So what's new? What's up with you? What's new and exciting in Maggie's what's world? new? I don't know. I'm trying to do like a podcast host thing, even though we live together. <laughs> right. And it's not real natural since I kind of know everything that's going on with you for the most part. I think I do anyway. No, I keep it secret. Keep it safe. Okay. Like, are you serving divorce papers or something? Something I should know about? Yeah. You surprise me on the podcast? Surprise. No. Happy podcast. It's called Divorce Goals with us and them's. Well, I got a little no, bit of a new story, if you want to hear it. Uh, I don't. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, a podcast. It's <laughs> kind of what we do. We, we share information. Well, maybe Lister wants to hear it, so go ahead verbally. and tell it anyway. All right, this is from Fox 11, Fox LA. The headline, it, this was uh, posted on March 1st, 2019. Headline is... Man accidentally shoots himself in penis. Uh, What's up, danger? No, don't start singing. That's oh. nothing to do. We've been watching a lot of the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I can't stop recently, singing. and that's a song from the soundtrack. I can't stop singing the soundtrack. <laughs> well, that's a movie that gets better and better. I don't, like when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, it's, it's a good little movie. It's cute." I like. The that. more I watch it, the more I'm like, "Man, I really like this movie." I'll like, I saw it twice in theaters, so clearly I liked it. I made the kids go after making you go. It gave me a migraine in theaters, but at home, you don't have that issue because it's not pitch black with, like, those yeah, bright... Yeah, pitch black probably has... The pitch black and the bright it. colors and the contrasting and all that is real bad on the eyes. But in the house with the backlit TV and the light in the rooms and, like, you know, it's just, you don't have that problem. Yeah. So I've seen it about seven times. Yeah, I just kind of put it on when I'm hanging out and I'll be reading or working on the laptop and she'll be working on, on stuff. And it'll just kind of be on. And it's it's a fun, well put together, clever movie. It's just, it's a good little movie. And it, it does have a, you know, I'm not into current rap music. There's some catchy tunes in there too. All right. What's up, danger? Man shoots himself in penis. Uh, man accidentally shot himself in the penis early Thursday, police said. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened. And this is this is something I see happen in movies. And I'm always like, why would you do that? Why and, would you keep your gun in the front of your pants? Yes. Don't do that. I remember. Oh, man. Thugs Pulp, are Pulp Fiction stands out as there. one of those movies, especially after they, they shot Marvin in the face. And then they like tuck their guns in in the front like no don't do that right all right so police in marion indiana say mark anthony jones 46 was carrying a nine millimeter handgun in his waistband when it began to slip he reached down to adjust the gun and it fired the bullet entered just above his penis and exited his scrotum Ooh. What's up, danger? <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> Police were called to the emergency room of Mary General Hospital to take the report on the accidental shooting. Jones' condition was not released. Jones was not He's had... bad. That's how he's doing. <laughs> doing not good. And he says he did not have an Indiana handgun license. But yeah, I've been... 
always use a holster. Always. 100% of the time. Don't put your penis in your dick. Do not put your penis in your dick. That <laughs> That's a bad never, place to put it. <laughs> bad place to put your penis, right? Because <laughs> I don't know if you know what you said, but that's what you said. Don't put your penis in your dick. <laughs> Do a little self-docking love. I don't even know what that is. I feel like there's like there's a lot of weird turning it inside out stuff. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I pictured like a Chinese finger trap. I don't know that that came to mind. But I have no so idea why, how you'd even do that. But that, that's that's what I envisioned after you said that. It's very late on Sunday. Sean had a day of gallivanting around town and I worked and I'm very sleepy. So <laughs> put your penis in your dick. Don't put your penis in your dick. You know, I wish we could use common that as sense a title. advice. Straight uh, from Maggie. Don't put your penis in your iTunes won't allow me to put that as the title, or I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up, Danger? Stop it. I can't. We don't have the license for that song. We're going to get in trouble. We have to bleep you every time you sing it from now on. I'm, I'm the bleeper, and I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Are you going to do your thing? <laughs> Oh, over there. Yeah. What's up? Danger. You can do your thing. <laughs> oh, God. Solid. <laughs> oh. oh, I still have a cough. Oh, that was so funny. Don't put your penis in your dick. Oh, oh I'm fucking sleepy. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> we so need you. <laughs> need you here. Alert. <laughs> on it. You I'm know? having a good time. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So... We are in the midst. I like to use that word because there are people out there who say mist. We're in the mist, like gorillas in the <laughs> mist. <laughs> We're in the mist, like that terrible fucking movie. Never seen with it. Thomas Jane. What? Thomas Jane? Gorillas in the mist? No. I thought just it was the general Weaver. mist. Oh, the mist. Oh, there was a movie called Gorillas in the Mist. Yes, I know. Oh, okay. I, but I was referring to... <laughs> I, was like, I, don't I don't remember, remember Thomas, Thomas like, Jane being in Gorillas in the Mist. <laughs> yeah, that was like... He doesn't look anything like Sigourney Weaver, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. Anyway, we're in the mist, midst with the D. <laughs> the midst. The midst of a f the 26th anniversary of the 51-day siege... Of, of the siege on Waco, Texas of the Branch Davidians. Wee. Yeah, I always celebrate those anniversaries. Bitch, we're doing this because you wanted it. You asked me. It. Yeah, I you asked what? for this shit. Did I? You Specifically? Kind of. You asked me to do more murders. Yeah, I asked you to do more Maggie stuff because I don't want to lose your audience. You specifically said that I was doing too much happy stuff. I didn't say happy stuff at yeah. all. Yeah. I just feel like we have, you we did. each kind of have our, I mean, I'm sure there, there's probably like three audiences. We have an audience that listens to the whole podcast, possibly enjoys the whole podcast, but then there's people who either listen to or only enjoy your portion because they like the true crime weird shit. And there's probably people who only like my portion because they like the nerdy fanboy shit. Right? So, so I don't want to lose. I don't so want to disenfranchise your audience. I apparently did too much nerdy shit for No, too not at times. all. If that's what you want to. And that's bullshit anyway, because you, you want to do more murdery stuff. Don't lie. Whatever. You said you were like, you need to be more depressing. And I was like, 
<laughs> I would never, never have I ever. I was like, noted. So wow. happy 26th anniversary of the 51 day siege on Waco, Texas. Words misconstrued. Ooh, yeah. Duh. Welcome to marriage. <laughs> right. Fucking don't stick your <laughs> dick in your penis or whatever the fuck I said. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so Any anyway. Those don't Chinese finger trap your penis. Anyway, the Davidians are a splinter branch of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Ah. Your favorite. I. Your favorite. I, I think I knew that cult. at one point. Or because my my mom was very, when that whole thing was going with David Koresh, I swear to God, she was like crushing on that dude. And that's probably why, because she was a David a Koresh looked a lot like. Who was a guy who used to kill and eat boys? Kill and eat boys. He lived in Bath, Ohio, and then he went to Wisconsin. Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer? He looked a lot like Jeffrey Dahmer. I thought he had like longer hair, though. Oh, yeah, way longer oh, okay. hair. And My mom was, was into dudes with longer hair. And he, had, he was a brunette. Yeah. I think it was just the glasses. Maybe it was just the glasses. Yeah, because I don't think he looked so anyway, like Dahmer at all. Yeah, it might have just been glasses. Also, everyone was skinny back then. Any, so <laughs> Anyway, so... Yeah, my, my mom was, like, defending that dude, I remember. Maybe. Kind of-ish. He wasn't, like, the worst cult leader. Okay. I mean, tell me, tell me why. Tell me why he wasn't the worst. Let's let's hear it. I have four pages of notes, so it's hard to sum up. Well, let's go. What's up? Don't rush danger? me. What's up, There's danger? your title. <laughs> they can't not be the title. <laughs> when you put parentheses, don't put your penis in your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your P in your D. So, <laughs> Victor Hotef yeah. actually founded the Davidians in 1929. Yeah. Yeah. Was he related to I always thought, Hotep? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The ancient demon from the uh, the Bruce Campbell movie. Yep. They go way back to um, 1929. This is going to get interesting. Yeah. So he was a traveling salesman and Sabbath school teacher from L.A. Sabbath school. Yeah. yeah that's what they called it in the SDA church. Cause it, it was Did, a church do they on still Saturday. call it that, though? I would assume. I haven't okay. been there in some time. Well, I mean, the Rockos still go. Yeah, I don't. we don't really talk about it. You're never like, so what's going on in Sabbath school? No, <laughs> I never asked that. All right. So the, he produced a 172-page manuscript entitled The Shepherd's Rod. Hmm. Everything goes back to putting your P in your D, man. <laughs> Rod. And it called for denominational reform and the reinterpretation of the SDA eschatology. So, I didn't know what eschatology meant, and I looked it up. And the study of escalators, obviously. You're right. So, <laughs> moving on. It actually, eschatology is the study of um, end times. Ah, so. Seventh-day Adventists are all about that. I read a lot of books about the end times written by Ellen G. White. Two books, at least. I remember one was called The Great Controversy, and I had to read another one. It was called like The, the Desire of Ages or something like that, which sounds like a romance novel, but I swear it's not. Do you know how depressing it would be to, to like dedicate your whole life to the study of end times, and then time doesn't end in your lifetime? It's like, God damn it. They're, just, they're very just, hung up on it just over there. your time. Ends. As a child in the SDA church, I was convinced that I would see the end of the world by like 12. 
because oh. of the way they the way they harped on it so much. That's what SDA stands for. What? Seventh Day Advent. Wait a minute. Back up. <laughs> you didn't equate those two? No, I was like SDA eschatology. Okay, moving on. And then you said SDA, and I was like, how do you know what that is? <laughs> <clears throat> this is one of our better podcasts, I would say. So anyway, he was he was really into this thing, this yeah. end times thing and the seven seals and all that. Yeah. And he condemned the new teaching. He was condemned, actually, by... The Seventh-day Adventism people. Right. And that's how he broke off into... They're big on that. They're big on condemnation. And it's yeah. also funny that there there's members in the SDA church, I feel like, who who are like, it's just not strict enough here. I don't like it. There's not enough rules. Right. There needs to be more rules. Like, I, look at us eating all these fucking carob. We shouldn't be eating <laughs> right. carob. Eating carob. So, anyway... So he gets he gets like kicked out or whatever. He becomes a Davidian and he starts he moves to Waco, Texas, and he starts the Mount Carmel Center. Yeah. This is where all the shit went down in 93. Yeah. Years I, later. I believe Mount Carmel is in the Bible. It's a it's I don't a, think it's the same one. It's a biblical mountain. I think it's named after that, though. Yeah. But is I don't there a Mount Carmel in Texas or is that just what they called this? They created the Mount Carmel Center. Okay, yeah, I think it was in the... Yeah, I don't think it's the same one from the Bible, though. I don't think Texas was in the Bible. No, I mean, they named it after oh, okay. Mount Carmel. I didn't read the Bible, so yeah, I don't know. I had But to. I'm pretty sure Texas wasn't in the Bible. Um, no, I don't remember Texas being in the Bible. <laughs> I can don't back. ask a Texan. They'll tell you it was definitely it's in the Bible. kind of mentally but... flipping through Thessalonians, Corinthians. <laughs> Texans. Job, Esther. No, I don't remember Texas. No Texans. There was no Texans book? There was Sodom and Gomorrah, which was close. <laughs> Sounds definitely, definitely close. In 1942, Hotef changed the name of the group from the Shepherd's Rod, because he was constantly being made fun of. <laughs> right. People were always like, I'll show you my Shepherd's Rod. I got the Shepherd's Rod right here, buddy. <laughs> to the General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists. So the term Davidians was used in reference to the belief that they were part of the restorations of the Davidic kingdom of Israel. Yeah, King David. So, so I guess it really was kind of like Judaism light. Uh, that just made something just made sense to me about that. But I'll get it. I'll try to remember and bring it up later. Oh, because that always goes well. You always yeah. remember everything. No, I was just thinking about King David and, you know, he wrote the Psalms. Did and he? Yeah. And he, when Did he it? was king. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. And he wrote the book of Psalms and. Oh, it's a whole book? Yeah, it's I don't. like 150 fucking chap, not chap, whatever they call those, I guess chapters. You could have gone yeah. on like Jeff Foxworthy shows like. The Great Bible Challenge or whatever. I at some point I could have, not at this point. I I I remember little bits and pieces here and there, but I don't remember exact Bible verses or anything anymore. But anyway, but he was always cheating on his wives, on his yeah, wife and wives. Like I remember he had a wife named Bathsheba who might have been like he like plucked somebody from the Philistines. Even he's like, oh, that Philistine chick is hot, which was like the enemy of you know his kingdom at the time. Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah, it's just funny. Well, I was just like, maybe maybe they're looking to David like, oh, yeah, he was always, he, he had wives. Let's do that thing. Let's get some wives. 
because that's what cults do, right? They just the dude is always. Well, that's like, what David Koresh did later. And You're fast forwarding to what David Koresh did. Oh, okay. This guy didn't do that? No. Oh. David Koresh pulled that shit. You're thinking of like the 90s. You're having yeah. flashbacks to like. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of cult leaders in general. They're always like, no, I'm going to fuck all your women. No, because David Koresh. You're you're having memories. All right. You're skipping ahead. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to spoil the. Uh... You, you spoiled the cult. <laughs> Spoil you it. fucked up cult night. So. <laughs> Hotef died in 55 and his wife, Florence, took over the Davidian sect and gathered hundreds of followers at Mount Carmel for Judgment Day. Her prediction, however, not so great. I don't know. I don't know if you remember. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Well, this was in 1955, but (laughs) as you can tell, didn't happen. The one in 97 didn't happen either. And that's the mistake they always make. You can't pick a date. It's it's like... uh, Ghostbusters 2, when Bill Murray's talking to, I forget the actor's name, but when he has a little yeah, show at the, the beginning, guy who he's like, no, just book sales alone. Right. <laughs> it's like, you gotta wait for paperback sales. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, led the, he, that led the Davidians to split into the Branch Davidians. Uh-huh. They're not very creative. The Davidians are like, not a clever they're like, name. we're gonna branch branch off, off into the Davidians. So the the branch Davidians were led by Benjamin and Lois Roden. Benjamin told his followers that Christ would come for them once they matured. So see, that's how you do it. Keep it general. Yeah. Non-specific. So then when, when Christ doesn't come for you, he's just like, you fucking immature douchebag. Yeah. Like that, this is on you. This is your fault. Right. You somewhere you can place blame. So in 1981, which happens to be my birth year, Vernon Howell. From Gilligan's Island. Yes. Yeah. Vernon Howell, the professor and Mary Ann. Yeah. They all show up. This is a turn. It is a turn. <laughs> He's all like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, nah. And the professor's like, well, Mary Ann. your wife now. Nah. I don't know why he's part gangster, but that was kind of the accent he had. I don't. Recall that part, that episode of Killing Kids Eye. She had the no. very posh accent. Yeah, oh. he was posh. He wasn't like, yeah. Mar, she. Like, like Liz Lemon, oh. you're going Irish. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not. So, Vernon Howell, who would soon. <laughs> is that the guy's name from Killing Island? I feel like it is, but I don't. Like, don't Google it. I gotta know. I gotta know. Vert. I swear to God, that's dude feel, from Killing Island. I also feel like. This is the hardest getting through a cult episode that oh. we've ever done. Well, this one's interesting, and I know about it, and I grew up with it, and my mom was kind of like, it's pretty hot for a cult leader. <laughs> well, it makes it easier to get a cult together when you're not, like, the ugliest man on earth. Yeah. I don't know. It says Vernon Howell is David Koresh. Yeah. yeah. This is confusing. <laughs> I don't remember him on Gilligan's Island at all. <laughs> well, that's because I don't think Gilligan's Island was on anymore in 81. Was it? It was on the TVs I was watching. Well, yeah, it was on the TVs <laughs> I was watching, too. But in 81, I wasn't really watching TV because I was busy being born. But, yeah. So, anyway, he changed. Thurston Howell. Thurston Howell the third. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thurston Howell. He was all like, Thurston Howell. And then he had, right. a, he had a wife with, like, a lot of white hair. Yes. So, anyway. So... 
Yeah. He joins the Branch Davidian community, and he's a troubled child from an unstable family background. He became a born-again Christian in the 80s, and he had joined a Southern Baptist church, and then he switched to Seventh-day Adventist. Baptist, not strict enough. Got to strict and get stricter. Yeah. So he went to FDA, as I've learned now, yeah. that they went by. But he was expelled because he was aggressively pursuing the pastor's daughter. But then he found the, the Davidians. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. pursuing the pastor's daughter. He was like running around. He was like, let me finger bang you. That's how, <laughs> that's how you do that. So anyway, according to rumors, Howell had an affair with... What is ben he in like fourth grade? You know, like... Uh, uh, what's his birth year? You're the one who just Googled Vernon Howell. What the hell else are you doing on there? Yeah, you're like seven tabs away from it now. <laughs> Give me your goddamn iPad. Hang on. If uh, I was, his, for the record. Wait, no, I know when he died. Yeah. 93. I know he didn't have his birth year, though. That's weird. Well, he died 12 years after he joined the church. And he was like 40. He was born in 59. There you go. So anyway. Rumors that Howell, which is David Crush, had an affair with Benjamin Roden's widow, Lois. <laughs> then made him, you know, this is how he became I'm the sorry, leader. I'm just on his Wikipedia page and occupations. A singer, guitarist, re religious leader of the Branch Davidians. Yes, yeah, singer, guitarist. <laughs> oh, I don't go into that in here. But the reason it lists him as a singer, guitarist is the Branch Davidians, the way that they made money to fund the, the compound. Yeah. They had a recording studio where they made. um, What's this called? Religious music. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I heard some of it when I was doing my research. They were all like, everybody born before whatever is in hell. Like like from, from 30 Rock. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. They that made goes like over that. big in the SDA But church. they did. They That's the kind of music they were making. Yeah. And that's what they mean by that. It wasn't that, it wasn't that like he had like a, but he did have a, like the Davidians had a record label and a recording studio on site. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what they mean by that. So anyway. Getting back to my four pages of notes that we are one page in. So call me your tits. I guess so. I'll stop interacting now. Yeah. I'm, normally you just stare at me blankly and this time you're all like, I know I it's know about one. this. And I, it also is something. Well, it's not as dark as just somebody going around murdering people. All right. So. Like, so Benjamin Roden drops dead. OK. Lois is left. Lois is like, hey, end the world. And, and then. And oh, wait, no, that's that's not how it happened. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So he sticks it to Lois and he's like, hey, I'm going to be. It's like, hey, I'm gonna put my penis in your right. dick. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't understand anatomy. So he's like, he's like, hey, I'm going to stick it to you. Can I be the cult leader now? And she's like, maybe. And Lois's kid is like, but I thought I was the I cult was, leader I was next in line to be cult right leader. i was next in line because um, i'm supposed to be cult leader i'm supposed to be my name is george and i'm supposed <laughs> to be the cult leader because my parents started this branch this branch davidian <laughs> yeah so he george he challenges who is now known as David Koresh because he chose his name based on the biblical King David Cyrus because Koresh is a transliteral transliteration of the Hebrew name Cyrus. It's literal. It's like literally Koresh. Gotcha. So he challenges him to a like 
What? I don't want I don't know how to call it. It's like it's like a duel, but it's like a duel of to see who can raise the who can raise the dead. Oh, a necromancy off. That's what that's called. Right. Okay. (laughs) so it's a it's a necromance off. (laughs) So, yeah, we used to do this all the time in the SDA church. Very common. Right. A lot of raising the dead. So he's like, uh, George. They were all about getting numbers up. So George, right. He's like, raise the dead if you have to. So George Roden's like, we're going to have this contest and see who can raise the dead. And Roden Roden is like, well, I can't raise the fucking dead. I don't know why I did this. So he's like. (laughs) Like, who agrees? That's like the dumbest fight ever. Roden's like. Rome's like, oh, yeah. I, like, what kind of, that's like two idiots. But well, he, I bet I could raise the dead. Oh, yeah, I could raise the dead, too. <laughs> it's so like, Roden, how do you have that argument? Rome's idea, this was his idea. So he just exhumed a corpse and was like, did it. And But they, the corpse is still a corpse. But What does raising the dead mean? Doesn't that mean bring it back to life? Or just the, get it out of the ground? <laughs> like, well, I would think it'd be bring it back to life. But Roden was like, if I just exhumed the corpse, I, I pretty much did it. And David Koresh, who's significantly smarter than Roden, was like, oh, yeah, you definitely did it. Hold on one second. And he just went to the authorities and reported Roden. <laughs> he was just like, I'll be <laughs> right back. And he was like, hey, officer, this dude over <laughs> here. This lunatic did. He thinks right. he could raise the dead and he, he dug up like, a corpse. He's like, desecration of a corpse. I would like to file charges, please. What a maroon. And the cops were like, we're going to need more proof. So Koresh went back to the compound with seven armed followers which is a little bit bit alarming, but also Texas, so maybe not that alarming. I don't know. And he went to go get photographic evidence, but they got into a gunfight. Like you do in Texas. Like you do. Very common. So they... I've only been in Texas for about two hours for a layover. It got in a gunfight. (laughs) Right, like you do. So he... Roden was shot in the chest and hands, and Koreshna's followers ended up on trial for attempted murder, but all of them were acquitted and there was a mistrial and it was no, like nothing came of it. So then Rodin ends up in jail. And it was for a religious dispute over 77 acres and he was sentenced to six months. But because he was sentenced to six months, that's how Koresh ended up in, in charge of the cult. Oh, OK. But listen to what he was actually in jail for. Writing threats to judges with herpes and acquired immune deficiency syndrome. So basically oh, AIDS. he was threatening them with AIDS and herpes. The, he was threatening his judges. He was threatening the judge. With STDs. With STDs. Yeah. <laughs> he was threatening Jesus. to infect people. So that's how that's, that's how, how he ended up in jail. That's how Roden ended up in jail. Wow. It was like it started as a dispute over land. Yeah. But then he in the dispute threatened to give them herpes and AIDS. He really was not bright. So, which is weird because he was a necromancer. So you think. Right. Not very good one. I, well, I he also he apparently had herpes and AIDS. I think so, he took the term raising the dead far too literally. Like it was six feet underground. He's like, I brought him. above ground. <laughs> he's like. The dead has been raised. <laughs> he's like, he's so much higher. So the reason that this, though, is important is because like it, it was always presented, at least to me. And of course, I was young when this story happened but it was presented to me that everyone loved david crush followed him from the get-go yeah and it really wasn't like he fought to get into power yeah but once he got into power people were like yeah like they really liked him so he imposed his new power by taking quote spiritual wives in Hmm. the form of both adult women and young girls oh he seems like a solid dude as young as age 12 
that would give him the future leaders of the world. He told his followers that he was the Lamb of God from the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. And he could interpret the seven seals containing the secrets to the end of the world, which, as you mentioned, was SDAs, (laughs) Um, like (laughs) principles. Like they were like their favorite thing to talk about. Yeah, Book of Revelation is very popular in the SBA church. And everything I've listened Book to of for Daniel like... Daniel was another one. Daniel is Old Testament, but he I think he had some end-of-time predictions as well. But yeah, the, the Book of Revelation is very, very big. So Koresh's only legal marriage was to Rachel Jones. Okay. So hear me when I say this. That I was will. his only legal marriage. She was 14 years old at the time of their wedding. You that can't was their get married at fourteen. That was legally, their. I don't that think. was his only legal marriage. Did she have like a fake ID? Don't you have to confirm? In the state adulthood? of Texas, oh, you're blaming Texas. In the state of Texas, he legally married a fourteen-year-old. Jesus Christ! But Koresh asked his followers to embrace celibacy, nullified his followers' marriages, and then took all of the women for himself, including <laughs> Rachel. Yeah, I called it. I called it right. Including Rachel's twelve-year-old sister. It's like King David. He was always like. Taking, he would always conquer somebody and then take the, the king's wives or Bring daughters and stuff. Yeah. How much for your, your that's, women? That's why they like David so much. Yeah, they're named after him, the branch of Also, King David was also the same David from David and Goliath. I don't know if you know that, but that's the same guy. I didn't, actually. Yeah, yeah little. Yeah, he grew up and became king and all there that stuff. There weren't very many Davids, huh? There was just that one? I don't know. So... The Branch Davidians were told that if Koresh had sex with a woman, she was in the, quote, House of David. And, <laughs> which is weird, because I would think David would be in the house of whoever. <laughs> this is like, because of the dick the and the penis. Is running and, up in you. Right. Like, I don't think so. So anyway, Koresh admitted to fathering 12 children by several wives, though many sources say he has fathered at least 15 or more. Wow. Several of Koresh's spiritual wives were teenagers. And the community was accused of child abuse by a former member and an anti-cult activist. Those allegations aired in a 1992 trial by an ex-member who sought custody of his daughter. Coupled with Koresh's launching of a retail gun business, those child abuse charges began to attract the attention of legal authorities. Investigators, unsophisticated in the apocalyptic language of the Bible, adopted by the group, were also worried about the Branch Davidians and the fact that they could attack their neighbors or even Waco as a whole. And they really thought that there might be some kind of end time scenario like Doomsday Prepper style. Yeah. So using the affidavit filed by ATF agent David Aguilera that alleged that that the Davidians had violated federal law, the ATF obtained search and arrest warrants for Koresh and specific followers on weapons charges, citing that many firearms have had accumulated. The search warrants commanded, or I'm sorry, the search warrants co- commanded a search on or before February 28th of 1993 in the daytime between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. That doesn't sound like daytime, but okay. Yeah. ATF made a claim that Koresh was possibly operating a meth lab to establish a drug nexus and obtain military ass- assets under the war on drugs. This wow. has since been proven to be a purposefully misleading statement that was made in order to obtain additional training. Kind of like when a cop plants drugs yes. on someone. It was meant to get additional training for people. 
Yeah. So, I mean, take it for what you want to. Yeah. It wasn't handled the best way it could have been. Yeah. The ATF attempted to execute their search warrant on Sunday morning, February 28th, 1993. And any advantage of surprise was lost when KWTX TV reporter who had been tipped off about the raid asked for directions from a U.S. postal worker who was coincidentally Koresh's brother-in-law. Wow. What are the fucking odds? Right. Now, I'm assuming it's actually his brother-in-law and not one of those spiritual wives situations. <laughs> spiritual, bro- spiritual brother-in-law. Right. Koresh then told undercover ATF agent Robert Rodriguez that they knew a raid was imminent. Now, I'm going to pause from reading here for a second to tell you about this. This is something that I happen to know from everything on my research. Robert Rodriguez was undercover for a long time. Yeah. And he was an ATF agent. He was living in the cult. Wow. But when Koresh knew that it was imminent and Robert Rodriguez, who's still alive, found out his his cover was blown, he wanted to leave because he didn't want to die. How do you figure out that 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 guy was a plant or whatever? He didn't. Oh. Robert, he was like, he was talking to Robert and he was like, we have a raid coming. Yeah. And Robert fucking panicked and was like, I have to go. And he was like, can I leave? And Koresh was like, yes. Hmm. He, Robert Rodriguez gave himself up and Koresh let him go. He had no ill will towards him. He didn't care. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he didn't feel, Crush didn't feel he had been doing anything wrong. Right. He didn't feel he had done anything to deserve any type of repercussions. So therefore he didn't feel like Robert had anything to report back and have any problems. So he let him go. And then they started praying. And Robert Rodriguez reported back when he left, they were just all sitting in prayer. Yeah. They weren't doing anything. Hmm. Yeah. So, Branch Davidian survivors have written that Koresh ordered selected male followers to begin arming and taking defensive positions while the women and children were told to take cover in their rooms. Koresh told them that he would try to speak to the agents and what would happen next would depend on the agents' intentions. Doesn't seem like a very Christian thing to do. I don't know that nullifying people's marriages and then banging teenagers seems very Christian either. Right. I mean, I guess it really does if you're going strictly from the Bible. But despite being informed that that the Branch Davidians knew the raid was coming, the ATF commander ordered the raid to go ahead, even though the plans depended on reaching the compound without the Branch Davidians being armed and prepared. While not standard procedure, the ATF agents had their blood type written on their arms or neck, leaving the agent staging area before the raid because it was recommended by the military to facilitate speedy blood transfusions in case of emergency. That's got to be terrifying. If someone's writing my blood type on my neck. Right. I'm just getting in my car and going home. Like, (laughs) quit my job. Never mind. So... (laughs) Like, I'm not doing any marketing work today. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, nothing I'm doing is that important. <laughs> With the 76 agents from the, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms attempting to execute their search warrant, a firefight broke out with the Branch Davidians that lasted for two hours. During the raid, four ATF agents were killed and another 16 were wounded. 
five branch Davidians were also killed, including two by their own people. Wow. This incident <laughs> led to a siege that lasted 51 days, and no one knows who initially pulled the trigger. That, that's a good time to kill people in a cult. <laughs> that you don't it, like. Yeah. Right. Now I never liked time. you, Eric. Like, I don't understand your art, Eric. <laughs> In the first few days, the FBI believed that they had made a breakthrough when they negotiated with Crush an agreement that the Branch Davidians would peacefully leave the compound in return for a message recorded by Koresh being broadcast on national radio. The broadcast was made, but Koresh then told negotiators that God had told him to remain in the building and wait. He was like, I've altered the deal. <laughs> Despite this, soon afterward, negotiators managed to facilitate the release of 19 children, ranging in age from five months to 12 years old, without their parents. However, 98 people still remained in the building. Holy shit, that is a huge cult. Yeah, it's a compound. God damn. The children were interviewed by the FBI and Texas Rangers, some for hours at a time. Allegedly, the children had been physically and sexually abused long before the standoff. This was the key justification offered by the FBI, both to President Bill Clinton and to Attorney General Janet Reno for the launching of tear gas attacks to force the Branch Davidians out of the compound. During the siege, the FBI sent a video camera to the Branch Davidian, Davidians in the videotape made by Koresh's followers. Koresh introduced his children and his wives to the FBI negotiators, including several minors who claimed to have babies fathered by Koresh. Jesus Christ. Koresh had fathered between 12 and 15 children who stayed with him on the compound. Several Branch Davidians made statements on the video, and on day 9, Monday, March 8th, the Branch Davidians sent out a videotape to show the FBI that there were no hostages, but in fact everyone was staying on their own free will. Newly appointed U.S. Attorney General Janet Reno approved the recommendations by the FBI hostage rescue team to mount an assault after being told the conditions were deteriorating and the children were being abused inside the compound. Reno made the FBI's case to Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton later recounted, Finally, I told her if that was what she thought was the right thing to do, to go ahead and do it. Hmm. Because the branch Davidians were, Davidians were heavily armed, the FBI rescue team... They, uh, this all goes into the actual weapons. Yeah. But I'm just going to go in and say that they pumped tear gas to try and flush them out. Yeah. The state and plan called for increased amounts of gas to be pumped in over two days to increase the pressure. <clears throat> Officially, no armed assault was to be made and loudspeakers were used to tell the Branch Davidians that they would be using no armed assault and to ask them not to fire on the vehicles. FBI hostage rescue teams had been permitted to return any incoming fire, but no shots were fired on by by federal agents on April 19th when several Branch Davidians did open fire. The FBI hostage rescue team's response was to just increase the amount of gas being used. Hmm. Officially, no armed assault was made and loudspeakers were being used to tell the Branch Davidians that they would continue to use the tear gas with no, oh, that's the same paragraph. I've just posted <laughs> it twice. So the, the events at Mount Carmel spurred both criminal prosecution and civil litigation. So what happened here is that 
the Branch Davidians started fires at the same time in three separate places within the compound. Yeah. Fire broke out. And they started the fires inside like they weren't smoked out. by Correct. The, and that's they chose to burn alive rather well, than. That's, that's what we know. That's the official report. Correct. Hmm. Correct. You have to take what you have to take what we know is what's, what's reported. To, well, when I was on that Wikipedia page, it did say that David Koresh killed, was killed by a gunshot to the head. So he might have killed himself and then set the compound. Um, it's supposed to be by the same gun. His his second in command killed, killed him, killed Koresh and then killed himself. Oh, OK. That's the official report. Wow. So we don't really know. But he, at the same time. He was fucking kids. That's gross. I, I don't think he's to be missed. All of the Davidians that lived. Well, I shouldn't say all the Davidians that lived. Um, the Davidians that were high ranking that lived. Were brought up on charges. The charges that they were found guilty of were all weapons related and involuntary manslaughter for the deaths of all of the agents that were killed. And. They're all out of jail now. Because it's been 26 years. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's been a minute. The Branch Davidians are still around. That was actually what I found in my research. That they're still around. They're still there. They're just not. They're there. Yeah. But they're there. They're still around. They're still a. Wow. A sect. David Crush just is a little bit dead. But yeah, <laughs> he. um He was killed by the same gun. And the note on Wikipedia says citation needed. And I was like, oh. Gross. No, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing. Like, David Crash was, like, he, they kept asking him. You can hear the audio. Like, the audio recordings are released. On the audio, they were like, do you need help? Do you need us to send you medical attention? This yeah. was, this was the first day. Yeah. And he was like, no, everything's After the fine. Shootout? Yeah. Or, okay. They're like, he's like, everything's fine. Well, he was shot. They, he didn't tell them about the five people or the whatever. He didn't tell them about the their dead. dead. The people they, that were dead. Yeah. He didn't tell them about their dead, their wounded, anything. He he neglected to get them help. Yeah. He was shot twice. He was shot once in the hip. Like, he didn't tell them about any of that. Wow. So, you know, I vacillate between, like, he was letting people go. I mean, the, the motherfucker was mentally ill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, whatever. Classic cult leader. Yep. All right, so I have something a little bit different. So this week, as you probably know, Captain Marvel is opening in movie theaters. And you're going to go see it with me. I have a ticket for you. And I'm very excited to see Captain Marvel, mostly because it's a Marvel movie. It's the last Marvel movie before Avengers Endgame, which I'm super excited about. I'm not going to see that. However, I am not, I've never been a Captain Marvel fan I've never been a fan of the cosmic Marvel Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, uh, Nova, Nova Core, all that stuff. You like Brie Larson, though. I love Brie Larson. But uh, but, he, but Captain Marvel has been around for years and years. And I think they only they only had we only got the female Captain Marvel in the 90s, I want to say, is when. Uh, the, I always get her and Allison Brie confused. I do, too. Which is weird. Sometimes I, I call her Allison Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> it's a that's like a um wheel of fortune puzzle 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, and it's weird because they don't look anything like. No, but the, it's just that the Brie name. Yeah. But they're, you know, similar ages. Uh, but uh, anyway, so I'm all excited for Captain Marvel. But what I'm going to actually talk about today is. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Nerd culture oh. on the Internet is kind of my topic today and try to get to the bottom of what's actually going on as far as these uh, the 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 trolls, the people who who are upset, supposedly upset about this uh, female fronted movie. And and then the the other side of it, uh, you know, just got, try, try to figure out what it, what exactly is going on, if there's anything going on. What does that mean? Supposedly upset. So because I just well, I'll get into it. I'll get into explaining why I don't know that I just I just don't know. any. Here, here, let me just say this. So you have these these trolls, supposedly, that are trying to do damage to this movie already before it's even out for whatever reason. I was at a store today, Toys Time Forgot which is one of my favorite stores. They they have they have newer uh, collectibles and stuff, but they have a bunch of collectibles from my childhood and going back even further. While I was there, uh, a woman came in with her daughter, uh, young young daughter. Were you guys like, get out, we don't want your time. I didn't hear anybody say, I didn't see any of that, hear any of that. That's and, not, and that's for me, not what honestly, they say people are like. People right. on the internet say that people are like, Get out of the pool. And, and this girl, this little girl wants to come in there all the time, clearly, because the, the, the people who work there, they they knew her and they knew what who which character she enjoyed and what shows and stuff. They knew what she was there for. Yeah. And honestly, that I love that. And I can't I, I have a I have a hard I think that's cool. I, I know there's hard hearted for... assholes in the world. I just I have a hard time believing that there's so many of them that are truly trying to keep women away from nerdy stuff and anytime i was growing up and i met somebody that was into the same shit i was into it was very exciting you may right. know that because that was kind of the one of the things we got one of the reasons we got together is because you knew office space before office space was like a thing before it become like a cult hit yeah and you quoted it and I got excited. So like, uh, anyway, yeah. but you I like know that does you like sat upright like a crazy yes. person. All right. So anyway, so but, but my whole thing is like, when when did nerds, nerdy guys supposedly start hating on women just for being in in their movies? Because whenever I, incel became a thing. Uh, I, well, I think this all goes back to just the internet and social media in general because oh. this was not a problem in the 90s at all. So we're not talking about incel? No, but oh. these there might be some overlap, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that from this the very poor research I've done. Oh, I thought I thought you were bringing it back around to my topics again. No, 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 no. All right, so Captain Marvel opens this week. Now, let me just say what 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 happened. What happened was So Brie Larson was being interviewed and she said, and this is a quote, about a year ago, I started paying attention to what my press days looked like and the critics reviewing movies and noticed it appeared to be overwhelmingly white males. So I spoke to Dr. Stacy Smith at the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, who put together a study to confirm that. Moving forward, I decided to make sure my press days were more inclusive, which I think is the key sentence here. She wanted her press days to be more inclusive. After speaking... Um, with you, it's a, I don't know who, who you is. After speaking with you, the film critic Valerie Complex uh, 
Well, I can tell you right now, she wasn't speaking with you because you're a white man. <laughs> you, she didn't want to speak with you. That right. was the whole, you're the problem. After speaking with you, the film critic Valerie Complex and a few other women of color, it sounded like across the board they weren't getting the opportunity, the same opportunities as others. When I talked to the facilities that weren't providing it, they all had different excuses. I wanted to go out of my way to connect the dots. It just took me using the power that I've been given now as Captain Marvel because it's, you know, it's a Disney movie. It's Disney's a huge corporation. So she does have Some even power. though she's not been a big actor, she is now. You right. know, she's the face of something. Uh, the role comes with all these privileges and powers that make me feel uncomfortable because I don't really need them. So this to me just reads as she saw an opportunity to help uh, marginalized groups out basically in a small way, you know, and, but apparently, but her white dudes were like, you're a racist and you're sexist because you don't want to, and you hate, you hate dudes. Yeah. Wait, you're racist against white dudes. Yeah. That's she's racist. And so that's what they heard. Even though, again, she said she oh. just wanted to provide opportunities for women and specifically women of color who work in this industry but she doesn't ever see them when she's doing press. She typically just sees a white dude. And if you've ever seen those little movie things where they're sitting like yes, those high I, director chairs. Yeah. There's, I mean, you, you see women and stuff, too. But it is mostly, you know, white dudes. It's mostly white dudes in fucking boat shoes and no socks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fucking put on some socks. I don't need to see your ankles, dudes. So I don't think she was saying anything inflammatory here. You know what I mean? It does To me, it doesn't sound like it at all. No, that's just that's not what I get from it. So anyway, so this this apparently upset enough of, of these uh, angry white dudes that they started a campaign against her movie. Well, here's the thing. White dudes normally don't need much of a reason to get angry. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying I get angry easy? Well, why does that make you angry? <laughs> I'm incredibly I'm incensed. Is that really angry? That's probably not. That's probably like mildly angry. Right. But no, uh. But I, I feel like there is a small section of guys. And again, it's on the Internet, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know these people in real life. But there there definitely is some people and there's probably is some crossover with like the incel types. Yeah. Just a little bit too well, sensitive. And I think if you ever look and granted, I'm going to tell you to look on BuzzFeed, which is going to negate a lot of what I'm saying. <laughs> but if you ever look at like the roundups of the way men in general talk to women on dating apps and stuff. Yeah. You'll see how, how angry and how quickly men go from normal to angry. But these are guys on dating apps though. Again, it's the internet. I just, I, who are these men in real life? And I'm not, they, they have to like, exist. They, they do don't exist. behave like that in no. real life. That, like, can we talk about dating apps for a second? Cause I, I have a coworker. And he's I mean, we can, but we've we're, we've been married for like 29 yeah, years. I've never used, but he, he, he uses like Tinder or whatever. I don't know what he uses, but like dick pics are just like a thing. That's like you send dick pics to chicks, apparently. And no, that's what he wants you to believe. No, no, no. Well, he said he was dating this one chick and she gets dick pics all the time, even though they're together. And he's like, I don't appreciate that shit. And she's like, oh, they're my friends. I don't want to be mean. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I'm, I'm an old man. I don't I just, think so. This is not how that things operate. Right. Yeah. I, but they're I'm, my friends. My friends. I don't want to be mean. They like to send me dick pics. It's like, no, that is not your friend. Like fun. Is that your friend? Like, fun. Is that your friend? 
None of my friends send me dick pics. None of my friends send me dick pics. None of my friends have dicks. <laughs> like that's <laughs> step one. Uh, step one. If if one of my friends sent me a dick pic, they aren't my friend anymore. Yeah. Out of the band. But yeah, okay. Right. I've I've derailed. I've gone far off course here. All right. Anyway, I think so. Though it does tie into what you were saying. Yeah, it's just there's it's things are different. Times they are changing. And dick pics are apparently akin no. to saying, hello, my name is Sean. No, Instead, they're not. Instead, just like, no. swipe. <laughs> She'll get it. <laughs> like, this will sell her. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand you, what they think. Nobody wants to see that. But do guys really, does that work on somebody? Why would no. you keep doing it if there has to be somebody who takes that bait, right? No. Otherwise, why would you? I sent out like 40 dick pics this week. Nothing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wouldn't you kind of get the message? Maybe try a different approach. <laughs> like, at least oh. maybe be like, oh, I'll send her a butt pic. Maybe butt pics are better. I don't, don't know. Don't send any pics. <laughs> Dudes, play hard to get. Don't even talk to chicks. Just try. Just don't send letters. All right. So the, anyway, let's get back to the thing. So it was reported that uh, an Angry butthurt white dudes were leaving negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, this ticked me off because that's not accurate. All these headlines, I saw all these articles saying negative reviews are being left on Rotten Tomatoes. But that's not even true. That's just the clickbait, the hate click, hate clickbait article headline that they, they use. What they were actually doing is driving down the want to see it meter. Yeah. They're trying to drive down how many people want to see this movie. They're trying to drive it down to zero. Okay, well, number one, that's a useless meter. Yes. Because nobody's checking that before they go to see it. As are user reviews in general. So this is a very impotent campaign to begin with because I've never checked a user review for an $8 movie. I'm never like, what does, you know, XX420 Blazer XX have to say? about Captain Marvel. I need to know. <laughs> like no no, no one cares. No one cares about that. So they do this they do this stupid campaign that that gets reported by tons of outlets. I see this in my feed just because of the stuff I follow. Obviously not showing up in your feed because you don't follow nerdy comic book websites and movie websites, right? So you probably Oh, I don't follow it because I'm a girl. Oh, is that is that the only reason? Is that what keeps you from it? No, I was asking if that's what you're implying. Oh no, no. I'm just saying you don't we don't follow the same outlets no so i don't know i don't know how big the story was if it was big enough that it was showing up even in your news no even even though you don't follow like comic book resources no i don't have i i follow comicbook.com but it's still really yeah i had to drop them they they i swear to god they just point post spoilers in their fucking headlines right that's why i follow them (laughs) (laughs) okay so i had to drop them like dude they're just putting spoilers in the goddamn headlines i can't have this right that's why i follow them i love spoilers I love it when they're just like that. But were you everybody. aware of this no. before I talked about it? Okay, no. so maybe not that big. Maybe just a, a big story on the nerd front. No, I'm still. I'm guessing it was like a fucking medium sized story on the nerd front too. <laughs> so my my theory is though is that all of this is is created by marketing nowadays. That's yeah. my theory. Is that. The, yes, there are, but her. It's white a perceived dudes. smear campaign. Yes, there. I believe. It's possible even that the the people who work for the marketing started 
the actual campaign. And right. then, of course, the actual butthurt white dudes jumped on because they're like, yeah. They're stupid. Right. right. They're just, they're sheep. They're following the thing. Which then, there's the other side. The other side, which I also hate, that's, you have the butthurt white dudes, and then you have the butthurt SJWs who get, you know, they have to defend everything online. They defend things that aren't even actual issues. Right. Yeah. They, but they put all, every every bit of their being into it, basically, an effort to defend something that, that's not an issue. People are going to see Captain Marvel. It, it's going to happen. <laughs> and if people don't see Captain Marvel, nothing will happen. Meanwhile, so Disney there... is sitting back just watching all this free marketing as the SJWs and the trolls fight and each other. Just... And then the headlines. And Walt Disney is down in hell fucking smoking his cigar, hating on Jews. Because right. he's... <laughs> he's siding with the trolls, meanwhile. Yeah, because he's a huge like, anti-Semitic yeah. fucking piece of shit and nobody everybody overlooks that they're just like he loves mickey everybody paint him holding his hands with mickey it's like okay but you guys you guys know he was a racist and a fuck okay anyway anyway so that's my theory though is that they're they're using this this new divisive culture that social media has created facebook and twitter to get free advertising for their movie they're they're keeping it in it's your head space organic yeah so and that's all they're but they're doing it in such a way where it's like outrage. It's taking advantage of outrage culture. You got people outraged because because Brie Larson said she wants to be inclusive. You have people outraged because those people are outraged about Brie Larson. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it, it's like a domino effect of outrage. Yeah, Ugh, it's insane. Anyway, so, all to get to the point that it, this it, it didn't used to be like this. It, it just didn't. And. In the, in the 90s or even going, you know, I always, you know, 90s were my heyday. I was at the theater all the time, whatever. But, you know, going back further than that, dudes didn't have problem with strong female characters. I mean, the, the number one thing I would reference would be horror movies, you know, going back to Jamie Lee Curtis and oh, Halloween. Oh, bitches be tripping over nothing? <laughs> yeah, but there was always a female heroine at, at the end, other, you know, than like the Evil Dead series and a few exceptions. For the most part, you know, you had... You had Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street and, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she was great Strode. Step by Step. So <laughs> I, I'm not familiar. You're not familiar with Step by Step. But listen, listen to all these strong female characters that are in genre movies, sci-fi, horror. That's the wrong show, by the way. What's that? That's the wrong show. It was like just the 11 of us or whatever. What was that but, show she was on? So just going back to... You had Princess Leia, you had Ellen Ripley from Alien, you had Sarah Connor from, from Terminator, you had Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, you had Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy Summers, you had various cat women on the old Batman show, and then, you know, newer stuff like Jessica Jones, the Supergirl show, a bunch of the X-Men women, you know, Storm and Jean Grey, Psylocke, Rogue, Mystique, uh, Xena, Harley Quinn, and then you have going up to Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill, Mm -hmm. which is not that old. And yet they, they had a, a cast of strong women, had a strong female lead who was a badass, Right. You know, you know, she knew martial arts and swords. And then three of the five assassins that she, or that she's going after are also badass women. Yeah. Ethnically diverse. Uh, yeah. Vivica A. Fox, Lucy Liu and Daryl Hannah. And no one cared though. You didn't Daryl have, nobody Hannah, hated on the movie. Daryl Hannah was white, but she was, she had one eye. <laughs> so well, I'm just saying it's diverse though. If you have different, I mean, you have a white girl, you have an Asian girl, you have a black girl. But she had one diverse. eye. That's the verse. No, I'm just She's saying differently it, abled. I just mean right? diverse means they're all different. That's you know what I mean, right? But I'm still saying 
one eye is very diverse. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, technically, she's she has a handicap. Fucking, she's fucking diverse. She got <laughs> more. She had a different number of eyes than I do. <laughs> well, actually, but no. Do you I remember also when Kill eye, Bill came out? And do you remember the backlash from the nerds? I remember the backlash over the amount of violence in it. But you don't remember a bunch of dudes I don't remember saying, all the dudes being pissed that there were so no, many ladies in it. We just went and saw the goddamn movie because it looked awesome. That's that's what nerds did. Was it released as two different movies? Yeah, it was volume one and volume two. And then he was supposed to release something called The Whole Bloody Affair. Was it released like back to back or was it released? No, like well, I years think it was apart? released in the same year, but I don't I don't remember offhand. I don't I don't remember how it was released. Those are both really good. And I would love to see The Whole Bloody Affair. But again, we we nerds in general and, and maybe they're obviously these butthurt dudes existed back then. And maybe they were posting on their little blogs or something about how. I don't remember. Women aren't allowed in movies. I don't. Again, who is saying these things? You know what I mean? Well, you have to think back, though. Okay, so if we're going if we're going down this rabbit hole. Yeah. You have to think back that there was a time in our history that. A black woman won an Oscar. And then wasn't allowed to attend like the Oscar party. (laughs) That was gone with the wind. That was gone with the wind. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to think back that there have been times where people have been like allowed to be in things and win things and are like good at things. Yeah. But still were allowed to be celebrated for it. Yeah. So. Well, I don't, I don't think that really ties into this so much just because I'm just talking about nerd culture in general. Okay. And nerd right. culture is has never I, it just to me it always felt inclusive it's only recently that it's become a apparent supposedly apparently a thing where they don't want certain people i don't know in their i've movies. been to, i've been to the comic book store and at no point has anybody fucking booed me out of the store no nobody gives a shit that i'm there no everyone is ambivalent to my existence and and like, nobody and cares marcus likes you, <laughs> you know, yeah like, he's never like boo get out right he's nobody is like, and there's there's like girls he, in there when i go in there sometimes out stuff to show me yeah like when when you <laughs> tell him what i like he like goes and gets stuff from the back and is like look at this he's not like get the badge out of here right this he ain't like, that kind of store <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, he like he got that like what was it called like hot toys or whatever yeah what was it called he yeah, got that thing toys. out from the back he showed me pictures on his phone of his backyard yeah like i mean like that, but that's and that's again I've, I've been going to comic books for, you know, 25 years or so. And any and to be honest, there's typically not a lot of girls in there. I mean, it's, it's not often you see a girl in I there. Saw, I saw one last time I was there. But you do. You, you do. See. I saw there was a sighting. <laughs> and when Jeez. he has when he has the, the magic tournaments, there, there's a lot more girls because there's girls that play magic. Yeah. And at no point do I hear anybody. No one's like, you <laughs> no fucking one's like, clam. You go sit over, over at that here. table. That's the girl's magic tape. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what this voice is, but I just picture you have to be some kind of crow magnum <laughs> to be, you know what I mean? Just troglodytic to be like, we don't want no ladies over here <laughs> reading the comic books. Like, I, who, who are these people? They're not, are they real people? They're from New York, from what I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> <laughs> they clearly live in New York. All right. Anyway, back back to my whole thing <laughs> is so I believe Hollywood and marketing in general is capitalizing on how divisive social media ha- has made us apparently. And the flip side of this is, is this approach fails sometimes. The big example would be 2016's uh, big hit movie that you loved, Ghostbusters, the all female cast version. Boo! 
<laughs> that you love because you're a woman, right? It was all about girl power. And so you were inspired by okay. this amazing movie because it was made for you. It, and it was not made for me. So go <laughs> fuck yourself. That movie was not like, listen, listen, that movie sucked on its own merits. It sucked on its own. But no, it had girls in it, though. So I'm pretty the. I'm, I'm okay. playing. Okay. I'm playing the SJW side now. There's girls in it. It's clearly amazing. <laughs> You're pissing me off. So, okay. Here's the thing about that movie. You want to talk about that movie? We can talk about that movie. Yes. Because you don't normally want to talk about that movie because it, it makes you mad. But now you're trying to make me mad, and we can do that. That's fine. I like talking about things I don't like sometimes. It's fun. Here's the thing with that movie. That movie should have been good. It had a good cast. It had. So when I saw that movie, I ha I was not watching Saturday Night Live. Right. We neither, yeah, we weren't. We just so weren't I didn't good. know. I didn't. I mean, I we knew didn't know Kristen. Leslie Jones or Kate McKinnon. Right. I didn't. We knew I Kristen knew Kristen Wiig. Wig. Yeah. Don't make me sing. <laughs> so, like, I knew Kristen Wiig, and I knew enough about Melissa McCarthy to know that she could be funny at times because I had seen Bridesmaids and, and Bridesmaids, and it was fine. I really like Bridesmaids. So, I I thought Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon were garbage people. Like, I thought they were <laughs> terrible because I only knew them from this movie, and I thought the movie was fucking. It was just. It was fucking shit in a basket. It was so bad. Yes. So. The movie sucked on its own. It should have been great. It had Chris Hemsworth. It had all the bones to be good. You had a Ghostbusters property. Right. You had amazing actors. You had fucking that guy from Silicon Valley. Yeah, the tall guy. You had it, whatever the fuck his name is. You had all this these great things to it. But instead, you just took the first fucking Ghostbusters, did an exact rip on it, and made it unfunny. And all you did yeah. was make Kate McKinnon make faces all the time. Oh, her character was when so terrible. When she has incredible range. So I've since started watching fucking Saturday Night Live, and she, it's fantastic. Kate <laughs> McKinnon, well, oh, it's okay. It's not fantastic. I was like, that's a little hyperbolic. No, Kate McKinnon is fantastic. Yeah, she's she's really good. She's really funny. She's, she's really not great. funny in Ghostbusters. She's really great. She has amazing range. I've seen her on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. She's very funny. She's very quick. She's very bright. Like if they had let her ad lib stuff, but instead they just they had did, her. They did ad lib a lot in Ghostbusters, to be honest. But she had to do it in the character that was written, so she had to ad lib as that character. Okay, well that character was dumb as a box yeah. of rocks. I don't know. I don't. I should look up who actually wrote that Ghostbusters because goddamn it, 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 it it's was so fucking so bad. So fucking bad. But here's the thing: you need to be able to say, "Hey, that movie sucked," and not become a fucking sexist piece of shit for it. And that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm talking about next. That movie sucked because of the these marketing campaigns and because of how it is now with the butthurt haters the feminist sjw's you you can't have a discussion about this movie online without being one or the other you can't no. just be like look uh, i'm not I, i'm not a misogynist i don't hate women in movies uh but this movie's terrible and you're immediately no you are you're a misogynist pig you hate women this is the best movie ever made i don't know what you're talking about i like i i like that's literally what i do is i'm like i empower women like that's what i do that's my thing yeah but that movie's a piece of garbage right it, and it's not it's not the actor's fault that it's garbage no 
They're going to take jobs. Right. I'd be in a shitty Ghostbuster. Right. I, me too. <laughs> I would be the male version of Janine in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, I'd be Chris Hemsworth being like... <laughs> you, a, you'd be the male version? Yeah. Like, that's fine. Like, Interesting. I do the, like, the trans, trans swap. Like, I would do that. <laughs> I'm all for it. But... But you can't talk about this movie without talking about gender politics and internet trolls. Like, you can't discuss it based on its own merits, which is ridiculous. But anyway, the whole Margaret thing can't backfire because... It didn't do well. It, it didn't like just outright bomb. It didn't like totally tank or anything. Which it should have because it, it was terrible. It like didn't make its budget back or whatever. Or maybe maybe just slightly over its budget. It shouldn't have made its budget back. No. It was so bad. It should have tanked. And whoever wrote it should be on the streets. You remember how excited I was to go see it? You yeah. were rocking back and forth in the theater and Mason leaned over. Well, I was rocking back like, and forth because I watched. I, we were a half hour in and it was fucking god awful and it was upsetting me. And Mason leaned over and was like, we should leave. And we did. We got my money. And then we got our money back. And we Sean left. walked out and was like, I'm not exposing my family to this. <laughs> and the guy <laughs> Is was. Is that what like, I said? Yes. I'm not exposing my family to this awful movie or something. And then the guy was like, here's a full refund for four tickets, sir. He laughed. I remember. I did not intimidate then, him at all. I want to point that out. I did not intimidate. And then sometimes I when you tell that picture, story, you make it sound like I went over there and I was like, give me my fucking money back. I took a picture. You weren't like that. You were yes. bent over signing your yeah. little refund slip. But I, I just want to point that out. I didn't intimidate anybody into get my money back. I just asked for it back because it was a shit movie. And it was so bad. It's such a piece of it's shit. It's such a garbage movie. And it's so infuriating. That but you, you had that same like, thing with the marketing, you know, you, you and so the movie flops. And now the trolls feel triumphant. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Okay. It had nothing to do with the trolls. No. It sucked on its own. The movie just sucked. And like, ah. And so... Now it looks like a failed experiment that, oh, yeah, I guess you can't have all females in a movie. And it's like, like no, what are you talking not... about? Have you seen Bridesmaids? That's all right. women. And yes. it's great. And it has like literally half of the Ghostbusters are in that movie. And it's great. Like, What are you talking about? So and then talking about the, the whole gender swapping thing, I, I honestly I, I wasn't a fan of that simply because I'm a misogynist pig. No, I. I wasn't a fan of it because... Noted. What's that? Noted. <laughs> I, wouldn't you have noticed if I was a misogynist I feel now? like by now. You, you should <laughs> like, notice. But no, I just don't like when you take any property and make uh, sweeping ch changes to it for seemingly no reason. And this was clearly something that they did to well, get they, attention and okay. as a marketing stunt, See, basically. See, here's the thing. They swapped every single role in its entirety. Right. Which is almost like swapping none of them at that point. Uh, well, then they remade the movie, but just with with chicks and instead. And, you know, obviously Ghostbusters is a job that you could have men or women. It's a job. That's what yeah, Ghostbusting is basically just, like pest control in, you know, the paranormal pest control is basically what Ghostbusters. That's are. all it is. And I think that one way they could have made it so it was less divisive is if and then they wanted to do an all female cast is. Why don't they? The first of all, they should have established the movie as existing in the Ghostbusters universe already. They shouldn't have made these women to be the first Ghostbusters, and right. not because they're women, but just because of the fact that they they didn't have they, they could have existed in an established world, right? And right. They, it, they could have made it an empowering female movie by having Ghostbusters chapters like all over the place, mm -hmm. and then you have women wanting to do it, and then they get shot down or treated like shit by by 
by men and they're like you know what we're gonna start our own fucking ghostbusters then right. you know what i mean and then i think that would have been just been one way that it would have played better overcoming adversity yeah and instead they they completely ignored the original movies acted like they never happened remade it and then remade the first one poorly without right. they left all the humor out and but yeah the, but the thing is, is people, it, it, people people are attached the, to the original characters of it, anything they they fucking swapped out smart humor for like physical comedy and then they didn't do the physical comedy well they didn't do anything well literally there's there's nothing good about that movie and the proof of that is even the people that defend it you never see you never hear anybody quote it you never see memes of it. That, that's the modern day earmark of if your movie is is popular right. or doing well is there's a million memes from it. Uh, an example would be that what, the Sandra Bullock movie that was on Netflix, whatever it's called, Birdcage or whatever the fuck it is. And Bird Box, is that what it's called? I don't know. Well, <laughs> hot I Box. Seen it. I don't think it's called Hot Box, though. <laughs> red, red Box. Red Birds. <laughs> red Birds. Uh, I didn't it's watch it because I, I didn't care. But there was... So people like that and they started making the same thing, you know, Quiet Place or uh, Avengers, obviously. There's Captain America. The, the, there's when a movie does well, but to just pretend it did well doesn't help women out either. Right. And it's also stupid to say that women haven't been in, you know, I named all these other successful properties. Now, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Does anybody want to see a gender swap of that? No. Is it a hugely popular show with dudes? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, but... I dudes would be just as upset if Buffy was now a dude. They just don't like change, period. You don't want to deviate from something when you have a fan base who has supported it for years and years, buying the merchandise and the T-shirts and the figures and whatever. And then you make this huge change. What they should have done is uh, and if again, if you, if you just want to have women, then have like two girl Ghostbusters and two dudes. Yeah, that's the other thing I think that was wrong is you don't have to do a hundred percent gender swap. Right. Like why is every Ghostbuster out to be the same gender in general? Right. Why? Exactly. There's there's no reason for it. Like that's not how it is in firefighter land. Exactly. Like yeah. there's everybody's not there's not such a place as firefighter land in case anyone was curious, but everybody's honestly not. I I would have loved to have seen uh Tina Fey as a Ghostbuster. And maybe working with Amy Poehler. I mean, they, I know they do a lot of movies together and that's kind of cliche, but yeah, uh, like, come on. It still would have. I don't know. I think they'd have made great Ghostbusters. And I then think Rachel Dratch would have been a great Ghostbuster. Rachel Dratch. Uh, and Tina Fey. They would have had a ball. And dude, I, I would take almost any of the cat put like, uh, you know, Judah Friedlander and <laughs> make him a <laughs> Ghostbuster. Fuck put, it, all 30 rocks. Yeah, just give the 30. Uh, Scott adds it. Scott adds, adds it. it. Twofer. You know, you could have six we, Ghostbusters. We don't know his real name. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have no idea. Something adds it. I think it's Scott adds it. I'm not sure. No. Twofer. We don't know his real name. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know his real name. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it, there's they just, you know, it was it was too forced and it was very clear that that was one of those agenda pushing type things on top of it on top of being a shitty movie. But going back to what I was saying, though, about making sweeping changes is as a fanboy, you just don't like to see changes. And a, an example would be when they did that Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves. Constantine is, is based on a comic book called Hellblazer, and which I did not read. But fanboys were outraged when he got cast because Constantine is a lady. No. And has, her name was Connie. No, he was a dude, but he had blonde hair. And Keanu Reeves 
does not have blonde hair and fanboys were upset well, and i'm not saying what? it's rightfully you know so what? you know what though what? Peta from hunger games he was fat in the book yeah and then they and wasn't hermione supposed to be like really ugly and ugly yeah so i mean but so but what yeah you're gonna do i'm not saying that it's right to get outraged about changes be it gender swapping hair color swapping <laughs> but there's or remember that one movie that movie aloha where they cast emma stone as a hawaiian i don't because i never saw it because i have no interest in it me neither but anyway but i remember the that point is, but no that doesn't apply though either because again we're talking about established properties that have existed for a long time the fans are used to the characters being a certain way and I don't really like her attitude. <laughs> That's fine. But I'm, I'm talking about one thing here, which is when they make changes, it's typically bad. You know, going the Punisher movies was, you know, the first Punisher movie, they had Dolph Lundgren and which was fine because he dyed his hair black. So good job. At least he didn't stay blonde, but they didn't put the skull on his chest. Why would you do that? That's the, like the one thing that makes the Punisher different from ev every other vigilante movie. But if they did giant... Lady Punisher and like I came in and I was like, I'm a Punisher. They've made like uh, I was like coming for you, ma. So but no, you don't you don't swap anybody like you don't swap Buffy. You don't swap Punisher. You just you make a new movie like they have movies with uh, uh, like Zoe Saldana did one where and I think uh, Kate Beckinsale has has one going on 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 Amazon right now where she, it's like a revenge type character. And I'm like, I'm coming for you, ma. <laughs> That's from the video game from the Punisher. And apparently she heard it too much when I was playing it. But Leon I, I, upsetting your your main fan base is a weird decision to make because they're the ones who, again, are going to buy the merchandise, which is a big part of, you know, the money chain. And so when you cast Keanu Reeves as Constantine and you've already pissed off part of your fan base, am I saying it's right? Absolutely not. And, it, the, and the flip side of that is sometimes they make changes and the changes are for the better, like having Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, which Technically what? is grounded in the comics, but so not Nick, the proper 616 comics. Nick Fury supposed to be a woman? No, he's supposed to be a white guy. He was always a white guy up until the Ultimate Universe, which came out like 15 years ago or whatever. And then the, Brian Hitch, the artist, literally, he the Nick Fury of the Ultimate Universe was black. And also, literally, just he just drew Samuel L. Jackson with an eye patch. Like, it was blatant. There was no mistaking the fact that he was drawing Samuel L. Jackson. Is that a thing you're allowed to do? Not really. And then recently, Samuel Jackson was talking about it as he's doing press for Captain Marvel. And he was on a, a show, a British show, and the host of the show is a, is a big uh, nerd or whatever and is actually friends with Brian Hitch, the artist. And uh, and then Mark Miller was the writer at the time. And Samuel Jackson worked with uh, Mark Miller on his Kingsman movies, those which are also based on comics. But anyway... So Mark Miller kind of took the credit, though, and said to Sam Jackson, like, hey, hope you're not mad that we, you know, stole your likeness for our comic book. He's like, no, man, you got me a nine picture deal. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, okay. like, it, it's sometimes it's just it, it's totally fine to to, to do that stuff. It, it's, it is weird to know when to do it. And, and I think a lot of times it just comes down to the reasons for it. In in the Marvel Universe, it was like, well, they did it in the Ultimates comics. They already had the and honestly, the the Nick Fury that's based on Sam Jackson is way. But I always hated the the white Nick Fury, not because he's white, but just he was just <laughs> always white. Nick he was Fury. just so generic. He, he was just like he was just like a drill sergeant. For some reason, I think of 
and I don't I don't know the comics, obviously. Yeah. But I think of the white like guy from fucking uh a Harvey Birdman attorney at law. Which guy? I, Harvey's boss. Oh yeah. <laughs> Phil yeah. Penn Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think yeah, of. Yeah, kind of, but in yeah, a little bit. Of the eye patch. <laughs> yeah. But no, he he's just very he was a gruff character, but the the Sam Jackson take is just so much better. And I, I think the other thing for me is that they made a, a made for TV movie about Nick Fury and they cast David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so I think part of me associates Nick Fury with David Hasselhoff. And it's, it's like, no, no, like cinematic, cinematic Nick Fury should not be David Hasselhoff. That is not correct at all. It's, just, it's bad. Adult Maggie thinks of David Hasselhoff surrounded by cheeseburgers. Whatever yeah. I think of him now. So I just want to wrap up and say, is this misogyny and racism and treatment of marginalized groups is it as rampant as the internet would have us believe and my conclusion is no because last year there was a similar campaign with black panther apparently there was a bunch of racist dudes who were review bombing black panther were those i fucking hate that joke (laughs) you really do hate that joke so black panther wasn't nearly as great as it was made out to be but it was a solid movie But it was getting review bombed. And again, impotent campaign. Black Panther, number one domestic movie of 2018. Beating out Avengers Infinity War even in America. Not worldwide, but in America, number one movie. So this is is where it comes back where I'm just like, this is marketing. Because getting these stories out about these review bombs. Yes, you are going to have people who are going to go contribute to the review bombs, but also the review bombs are fucking worthless. All it really does is generate these stories about these assholes who are doing review bombs. Mm -hmm. This is all marketing. That's, that's my, that's how I'm wrapping this up is like this. Yes. Misogyny and racism exist. I'm not denying it. Uh, But groups are considered marginalized for a reason. Yes. So I hate that though, that I feel like I can't review a movie like Captain Marvel or Black Panther without some kind of guilt because it features a marginalized group. But I know deep down, like, no, I push that guilt aside because it's bullshit. It's manufactured because of this Internet nonsense. And I will judge movies based on its quality, no matter because good and bad movies are made by all demographics. Right. Men, women, young, old, does ethnicity, whatever. That that's just how it is. You can't go in and say, oh, well, it, you know, it's an all female cast is going to be amazing or it's an all female cast is going to be terrible. That's it's stupid either way to 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 be like that. Just just right. movie for what it is and and go see Captain Marvel, everybody. If you that's go see Captain Marvel. And you know what? If you really like good. it or you don't. Then you have an opinion. Yes. And, and don't judge it based, you know, the way the Internet is acting like you should judge it, which is, oh, well, it, it had a, a strong female lead. It's like, no, is 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 your lead a a well-written character is it fleshed out is you know do they do things that make sense can you relate to them right uh is is it an enjoyable movie do the villains have good motivations and like that i mean you know well, just judge the movie however you're, you're you're gonna judge the movie but uh i i don't really don't think the majority of people are judging movies based on on ethnicity and gender though I don't know any of those people. I never met those people. And those people, again, as recently as Kill Bill, did not exist. 
there were no inter I never saw any internet trolls coming on like this is garbage women can't do karate <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean like it's, it just doesn't exist and Buffy the Vampire Slayer huge huge show huge cult following yeah but she really couldn't do karate did you ever see her did that yeah that, <laughs> that was, she was bad and it was so funny when they would bring in the the, the stunt double because I was you almost felt like it was like a dude in a wig she was like she was slightly more buff you know Sarah Michelle Gellar is pretty slight in her build yeah. And this, the chick who was doing her stunts and doing the, the stuff. Was all like, wah, wah, Yeah, and she just, and she, comes she back some muscle on. to her. She comes back on and she's all like, wah, wah, yeah. wah, And yeah, wah. when they do stuff where you can see her face and, and yeah, yeah, it's, but that, but again, people enjoyed that show for what it was. I don't remember any outcry. The only people I even know who watched it were all dudes. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, I wasn't into it either. It wasn't my thing, but my roommates watched it. Uh, I had other friends that, that enjoyed it quite a bit. And at no point were they like, this would be better if Buffy was a dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it wasn't, when did all this happen? It's a fucking internet. Marketing has created this new divide. I'm, I'm telling you. I agree. It's slimy. It's, bullshit. it's disgusting. It's all fucking bullshit. It's, they're trying to give you something to be passionate about. Right, they want they want you to be a joiner of yeah. whatever either side. They don't care which one as long as because you, well, you got to go see the movie so you can trash it properly, right? Which I am not. See, I'm not a joiner. I hate Aquaman, but I'm still not seeing that motherfucker. <laughs> I can I can hate I can review that movie without watching it. That's how confident I am in my hatred of Aquaman. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those, and I <laughs> fucking hate that joke. And I I um feel real strong in my no Crowley. Uh-oh, I think we've been recording too long. Carla doesn't want us to do this anymore. <laughs> it has been a while. He's like, you guys are normally done like 20 minutes ago. The fuck is going on? <laughs> He's like, this is... He does this... get antsy. That's funny. Yeah, he gets real tired of us recording. <laughs> Look at his face. He's like, I'm done, you guys. Anyway, though, my point was, I don't know. I've lost my point. What do you and think my point was? To Did it sound go, good? We're going to go see Captain Marvel, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see how it ties in. I'm very excited. It's set in the 90s. I'm excited to hear. You think there's going to be any death? 90s uh, girl rock bands on the soundtrack. Hopefully it's the Breeders and L7 and Liz Fair and uh, who else was uh, Veruca Salt. Remember Veruca Salt? And she's going to be like, stay. <laughs> I miss Veruca Salt. They, were, they kicked stay. ass. Hole, Elastica, lots, lots of good. I only hear what I want to. We're going to get sued by like 37 people Seriously, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Go see Captain Marvel. Uh, we, we didn't do any housekeeping. Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, go. Housekeeping. Go like, share, subscribe, <laughs> join our Patreon. Thank you to our current patrons, of course. And thanks for listening. Fuck. <laughs> Bye. Bye.